Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart. Brothers, my sisters, the Lord be with you. With your A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to the disciples approached Jesus and said, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a child over, placed it in their midst, and said, Amen, I say to you. Unless you turn and become like children, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever becomes humble like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever receives one child such as this in my name receives me. So that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I say to you that the angels in heaven always look upon the face of my heavenly Father. What is your opinion? If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray, will he not leave the ninety-nine in the hills and go in search of the stray? And if he finds it, Amen, I say to you, he rejoices more over it than over the 99 who did not stray. In just the same way, it is not the will of your heavenly Father that one of these little ones be lost. The Gospel of the Lord. I was reading uh, over the weekend a blog from a brother deacon. He's from Brooklyn, New York, and he has this great blog. It's called The Deacon Bench, and he's Deacon Greg, and he, and he told the story of someone who you may have heard about last week. His name is Dr. Kent Brantley, and he's someone who has not really forgotten the stray sheep. It, it kind of hit me that he's not forgotten the lost sheep, the humble children in the world. The, the story has been told about him in the news. You may have heard about him, but some of the details I didn't know, and I think it can serve as an inspiration to us tonight as we listen to this gospel from Matthew. So Kent Brantley, he's young. By our standards, he's 33. That's young, right? He studied medicine at the Indiana University, and, and, and people who knew him as a student, recognized that he was different. He, they said, he's one of the most caring souls around. Kent is one of those people who makes you look at yourself and say, what else can I be doing? He's a devout Christian, and he, he's gained a reputation of wanting more than anything else than to help those less fortunate, help the lost sheep. So he joined a Christian aid group called Samaritan's Purse. And the group, it, it helps those people that no one else will. So he made several mission, trip, mission trips to the, uh, with this group 
to Latin America. So last year, he finished his residency in medicine, and he volunteered to go to Liberia. And it was there that he contracted the disease that he was trying to fight. Ebola. It's deadly. It's lethal. There's no cure. And it can kill in a matter of days. And Dr. Brantley came down with it. And he continued to work. He got on the computer and started to email to people, to his friends, his family. And here's what he wrote. He said, I'm praying fervently that God will help me survive this. He asked for prayers for himself, but he also asked for prayers for a young woman who had also contracted the disease. Her name is Nancy. And then he did something really extraordinary. There was only one dose of the experimental serum available at the facility where Dr. Kent was being treated. And he said that he's younger and he had a better chance of surviving. So he told him to give it to Nancy. He'd wait until more was ready. And then something even more extraordinary happened. A 14-year-old boy who had been treated and cured by Dr. Brantley came to the facility and offered his blood for the doctor. The little boy, the humble little boy, said he wanted to save the man who saved him. The transfusion, along with the experimental serum, helped keep Dr. Kent alive. He was alive till they evacuated him and brought him back to the United States in Emory University. This past Friday, just last week, he released his first statement since arriving back here in the United States in Atlanta. I'm growing stronger every day, he said. And I thank God for his mercy that as I wrestled with this terrible disease, my wife Amber and I, along with our two children, did not move to Liberia for the specific purpose of fighting Ebola. We went to Liberia because we believe God called us to serve him at that hospital. One thing I have learned is that following God often leads us to unexpected places. Following God often leads us to unexpected places. He continued on in the statement saying, When I was diagnosed, I remembered a great sense of peace that was beyond all understanding. God was reminding me of what he had taught me years ago, that he will give me everything I need to be faithful to him. God was reminding me that he had taught me many years ago, he will give me everything I need to be faithful to him. Dr. Kent, he's someone who has not forgotten God, 
someone who has not forgotten the little lost sheep in the world, and someone we can look to for his humility, for his love for those little ones, and someone who has unfailing trust, courage, and faith. Well, it's summer, almost. Halfway, we're more than halfway through. You, you, you hear on the radio and the TV the back-to-school commercials. And I think as parents, we get excited about that, right? But it is kind of like the middle of summer, uh, a time to kind of slow down, maybe people on vacation. I'd like to end with some advice that Pope Francis gave us last week. It's a secret recipe for happiness. And he did this interview with this uh, Argentine uh, weekly called Viva, which means life. And he came up with kind of like a David Letterman top ten tips for bringing greater joy to one's life. So as I list them, I'd like you to honestly and privately evaluate how you're doing with them. And how maybe there may be some that you could improve on. So here goes. Number one, live and let live. Everyone should be guided by the principle. Move forward and let others do the same. Number two, be giving of yourself to others. Number three, I need this one. I told you not to evaluate. Here I am evaluating. Proceed calmly in life. Proceed calmly in life. Number four, a healthy sense of leisure. As we kind of kick off into the summer and, and, and think of all the things that we want to do in leisure. He stated that families should turn the TV off when they're eating. Because TV can distract from communicating. And I think I would add that at the dinner table should be text-free and mobile-free zones. Number five, Sundays should be holidays. Sunday is for family. Number six, find innovative ways to create dignified jobs for young people. Number six, uh, number seven, respect and take care of nature. Number eight, stop being negative. Number eight, do you hear it? Stop being negative. Don't talk bad about people. Uh, number nine, respect others' beliefs. And number 10, work for peace as we watch and hear of the many conflicts, the many struggles in the world, I mean, tonight we can be thankful that we're far from some of those struggles. But it make it, let's make it our daily prayer that, uh, that we have a prayer of peace and healing in the world. Liberia, Gaza, the Ukraine, Iraq, such pain and suffering every day. Let it make a, let's make it our daily prayer that we, in particular, pray for those people that are suffering and that they have healing. And pray for the people like Dr. Kent, 
who's tending to the lost sheep. Justice may reign. May your kingdom come. Let justice may reign. 